The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, we want to pick up where we left off, beginning with an outline for this next section of the epistle, as we study together the Christian and congregational relationships. First a word of prayer, then for the outline. Father, I come now in Jesus' precious name. I ask now for the sake of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, that you would open our hearts to your word and open your word to our hearts. Help every listener, I pray, that the glory of God might be seen today in the written word of the Lord. Thank you for Calvary, the blood that was shed, the life that was given, that sinners might be saved. We ask our prayer now in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We have come now to chapter 12. We left chapter 11 last week, and we studied there the order of God in the church. The life of the Christian is for the glory of God. The life of the church is to be under the government of God. Chapter 11, the order of of God in the church. Chapter 12 down through chapter 14, we see the operation of God in the church. The church which is set to an order according to the word of God, that church will be that place where God is at work. The operation of God in the church. We see it in the area of gifts, chapters 12, 13, and 14, and then in the area of the gospel, chapter number 15. First of all, 
chapter 12, we see the early way. We must keep in mind the time in which Paul is writing here to this gathering of believers in Corinth. It is a time when the sign gifts were still in operation, that early period of the church. And so we urge our listeners to remember that this time when the sign gifts were in operation has passed away. The sign gifts have been withdrawn from the body of Christ. They are not in operation. While God is still operating in the body through the gifts, in the lives of his children, these sign gifts are not present today. Oh, some may claim they are speaking in tongues, they are healing the sick and raising the dead, but we know these gifts have been taken away and miracles, though performed by God himself, when a soul is born again, Miracles such as we think of when we read these verses are not happening today. So let me give you now a paragraph from our own personal doctrinal statement, and it shows our position as we go through these next three chapters. We believe that the Holy Spirit has given gifts to individual believers and also to the church for the training of believers for the ministry of the gospel, and for Christian service. We believe that special gifts were given to the early church to meet a need in the church at that time, since the whole of God's written revelation had not yet been completed. These special gifts were the gifts of tongues, healing, and prophecy. These are called sign gifts. The gift of speaking in tongues or languages was a gift to be used as a sign to the unbeliever, especially the Jew. The gift of prophecy was for believers before the completion of the New Testament. The gift of healing was given to some before the New Testament was completed, and individuals could be healed by faith, believing in God's promises. We do not believe that the gift of tongues, prophecy, and healing are in effect in our day. And we strongly oppose the charismatic movement and believe that all things are to be done decently and in order among the churches of God. You can find verses to support this paragraph in Romans 12, verses 3 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 11, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 8, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, and 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 40. Now let me read some statements from Hebrews 2, verses 3 and 4. He says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Look on down, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness. Notice now 
both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For both the Jew and the Gentile, and then the church of God, the Holy Spirit gives signs and wonders, divers of miracles, and then gifts of the Holy Ghost. So let's look now. Chapter 12, we see the early way. Chapter 13, the excellent way. Chapter 14, the expedient way. Look to chapter 12 with me, verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Go on down, if you would. Verse number 12. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Look down to verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Notice tongues was mentioned last. Verse 29, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? The obvious answer is no to all of these questions. Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Again, no, no. Do all interpret? No is the resounding answer. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Verse 1 of chapter 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Verse number 8, Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. And now, verse 13, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. And so he spends chapter 14, showing them that 
way which is expedient, that which edifies. And at the end of the chapter, verse 39, Paul says, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. And so we would quickly say, even if the gift of tongues was still in operation, the charismatics of our day, any movement claiming to speak in tongues, knows nothing of interpretation of the tongues, and they know nothing of decency and order in the service. He leaves that section beginning in chapter 15 and says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. What is the gospel, preacher? Verse 3, How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. I'm thankful for spiritual gifts, but oh, how I'm thankful for the saving grace of God, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and how Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.